This is Amy Poehler. My new movie, Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2, is coming to theaters June 14th, and it's making me feel joy and sadness and anger. Definitely some disgust. Rose! And I think a little fear. But I'm also feeling these new emotions like anxiety, embarrassment, envy, and ennui. It's what you call the boredom. Okay, that one was weird. It's going to be the feel-everything movie of the summer. Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. Rated PG. Parental guidance suggested. Only in theaters June 14. Get tickets now. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. No Jumper, coolest podcast in the world. And today, we got the one and only Stevie Williams in here. How you feeling, man? Skater high. Skater high? Came over here through traffic. Oh, okay. Blowing on the chopper. I thought you were saying uh, skater high like you were skating all day. Not today. No, not today. But I've been high off skating, though, lately. You have you been? Yeah, yeah, yeah. In here, in L.A. or in LA. back, back in, in Atlanta? LA. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you've been getting it in? I've been getting it in, yeah. That's good to hear. Yeah, and smoking and shit, chilling. Smoking and skating. Smoking, skating, chilling. I hate that when yeah. people act like they can't skate or, or, or can't like do their chosen activity unless they like clean up their life, you know, because... Some people can't. Right. But uh, I did um Snoop podcast. I did see. I and, I didn't um, watch it, but I saw you did it. I didn't smoke, and um, me and Snoop had a conversation. I'm like, damn, if this nigga Snoop smoking, he got all of these sponsors, right? You just gotta, you know what I mean, be you, and um, have a career too. So you know, you can't do both. It's weird. It's a, it's a, it's a double edged sword. So you didn't smoke on Snoop's shit because you thought you, some of your sponsors wouldn't be happy about it. Yeah, really. Mm-hmm. That's too bad because I feel like smoking with Snoop. At this yeah. point, I might have smoked with enough famous people that it wouldn't yeah. seem like that big a deal. But like, yeah. I feel like a lot of people talk about that. Like, that's the ultimate person. It's a, no, to it's smoke a dream with. come true for sure. But mm. to corporate motherfuckers that don't smoke, that ain't we don't share the same dreams. You feel me? That's so. crazy that that shit has trickled over to skateboarding and so much. You feel like a lot of skaters feel that kind of pressure. Yeah, because I mean, at the end of the day, we are athletes yeah. and we represent, you know, health and shit like that. But um, the lifestyle that come with skating is something that uh, you know, it's just it's just shit that come with skating. On the East Coast in particular, I feel like drinking and smoking is just like inseparable from the act. Facts. And then California, the weed is you know cannabis is is legal. Yeah. It's a dispensary on every fucking corner. Yeah. Like you know, the hardest thing is is trying to get the kids not to get influenced by. Mm. The, the cannabis and that's kind of like what it's really about because skateboarding is like a, a um a kiddish like demographic or whatever right yeah. so you know you don't want to influence like 12 13 14 15 16 year old kids to like you know get into cannabis which i understand so you just got to be like mindful of your career like whatever you want to do however you want to do it you feel me it's interesting though because i feel like you coming out early in your career that was a big part of your allure was like Look at this dude who really, really represents like the heart of raw ass being in the street, street ass shit. skating. Mm-hmm. Which I do, and then and to be honest with you, is when I started to really like stare away from being authentic. Is when shit got a little weird, mm. you know. So you know, 
I don't say I do what's expected that people expect me to do, but I'm more like, you know, I, I know my role, my lane, and what I need to do. So, you know, cannabis has been a part of my whole shit. Mm. And it is what it is. That shit legal. So yeah, I stay on the West Coast with it. You it's, it's crazy because you know how it is in skating or whatever where it's like on one hand, yeah, like people do want to see you doing good. But at the same time, like you put the energy drink hat on every day for the next couple of years and motherfuckers are just going to look at you different. It's just a little bit different vibe wise. <sighs> Man, it's, it's <laughs> yeah, it, it's, it's when you go too commercial. Mm. You can't come back. And the skaters yeah. are more perceptive of that than yeah, anyone. Im- immediately. You know? Immediately. I mean, just like the BMXs are too. Mm-hmm. When 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 we have our niche culture and we hold it so tight, like, you know, it's our child or whatever, it get a little different when when things get too commercialized. Yeah. You know what I mean? And before I went too commercial, I just started, you know, trailing back and just really getting some more cultural things right. instead of being commercial. So, you know, cannabis been a part of my culture for shit since I can remember. And that's what I fuck with. That skateboarding, just staying healthy, doing my thing. You know what I mean? Because you were one of the main dudes that, like, when I was young, because I was kind of looking at, like, the the time of which all this shit was happening. Like, in BMX videos, there was, like, no rap, no cool urban BMX riders until about 2001, 2002. Yeah. And like for us, we're always just looking at skateboarding as sort of like laying the groundwork for what was going on in the world or the culture or whatever. So we were looking at you like just as like, holy shit, this dude is like the most authentic East Coast. Like because, you know, we knew people like you who were just like, you know, grimy ass kids, but who didn't, who weren't sponsored yet. Made it, yeah. But you made it before yeah. motherfuckers started really making yeah. it in BMX. Yeah. And then you had all these like dudes from New York and stuff who started popping off. But you sort of like were laying that, that, that blueprint early on which like to us we were observing and just being like holy fuck like this is yeah, that's the future crazy. you know <clears throat> well i was only really doing what i was shown right it wasn't just me you know what i mean i looked up to javante turner kareem campbell mm-hmm. you know john reeves just um ron chapman i mean the list goes on like of other skaters especially black that came before me you dig what I'm saying? It's just that when I got put on, I was just still so of a hood nigga. Like I was homeless. You right. feel me? And I got I got put on. And, you know, it was just I was just doing me. You know, all this money was coming at me. I was learning so much shit. Like I just was just being me. And being me appealed to like so many kids that 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 inspired them to be them. Right. You know what I mean? Whether it was on the skateboard. BMX and even rollerblading, you know what I mean? Like just Respect being, the just being different. First and foremost, just having the guts to be different, mm. and then also staying authentic too. So you know, I wasn't told to like really calm it down until I started making commercial deals. Mm. You dig know what I'm saying? Definitely. It's like that was like the whole switch. It was like, all right, you can't keep acting like that, right? If you wanted to, if you want to make it to this level, and, and- I'm like, damn. You know what's crazy about that that I was actually thinking about and getting ready for this interview is how there's so much shit that 10 plus years ago, shit that was huge in the culture that when I look back on it now, I look at it in a completely different light. Like the fact that there was this crazy fetishization by all these young ass kids at Antoine when he was really going through shit. Mm -hmm. 
that didn't it didn't stand out to me as problematic like it does now same thing with like a lot of the shit that like like we thought that tk throwing up his set and shit like that in videos was so hard but yeah, when I, I thought that shit was hard. But when we look back on yeah. it now, I'm kind of like, damn, there's like a lot of like young kids who really were looking for like the worst epitomization of certain yeah. things because yeah. that appealed to them because they never had to deal with any of that shit. Yeah. Yeah. You're absolutely right. right. I need no front. But I'm going to tell you this. It's a business, mm. right? And either you talent or you're the owner. And in some cases when we're not smart enough or we're not leveled enough to make certain decisions, but maybe our opinions get, you know, noticed. Um, you, you just really there to be exploited. Mm. You know what I'm saying? But did you, did you realize that as a young person that like, yeah, these big companies really want to take the shit that is kind of symptomatic of shit that's bad in my neighborhood or shit that I'm dealing with. Uh And they're kind of taking that and using that to promote their shit. No, and I'm not not the sponsors that I came under. Right. Because because what people don't realize is that even though you may see a pro skater, like that don't mean that we skate for the same company. Right. You know what I'm saying? Just like you know, BMX and like oh, yeah. but the the regular world, they may look at it like, oh, he a pro, he a pro, and may not know the difference. Well, he a pro for DGK mm. and he's a pro for X, Y, and Z. Right. But it all it all it all really depends on what brand you come under mm. and what influence comes on comes with that brand. Cause you seem like you were always pretty concerned with like having your shit represented the right way, one well, way yeah. or another, even from early on. It's like I had to. Yeah. It was never goofy. No, because I'm telling you, I went straight from homeless to nobody fucking with me. Right. To the best of the best fucking with me. Mm. And it was only because of my talent. It was, it had nothing to do with my reputation, because my reputation was shot. Right. But it took Great people like Josh Kalis, a Kareem Campbell, a Rob Derdick, a Tony Hawk to actually give me like one-on-one conversations. Colin McKay, Danny Way, Ken Block, you know what I mean? Rick Howard, like traveling the world and just having the opportunity to, to, to be with these guys that I looked at in a magazine. And one day I was like, damn, I'm never going to be like these dudes. Right. And then like, a year or two later, like I'm on tour with these dudes. You feel me? Yeah. So the appreciation, the gratification that comes with me being like, you know, appreciative. I ain't even gonna front. I told them, look, I'm not gonna act like this wild nigga. Y'all know me how I used to be. I'm gonna really like take this shit serious. What had given you that bad image? Was it just the idea that you were like stealing bikes or just being kind of grimy? You know, just yeah. I mean, just being a kid. You know, just, just good, being the kid. And when you're young, you don't realize that that shit's going to kind of I mean, add up yeah. reputation-wise. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, some kids may not know, like, okay, well, this is cool for the moment, and then I can get popularity off of it, but it's a short it's a short run. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Definitely. Like, so you could build your whole reputation up, and then it take one stupid move to mess it all up. Right. You feel me? Like, I had about... Five, six, seven different moves that was just, I knew my career was over. Right. But my talent actually proven me wrong, my own self wrong. So I promised, you know, people in the industry that gave me the shot that I would, you know, do the right thing. And they gave me the right information and I and I did things as they told me. And whoever comes under my brand, as far as DGK or whatever companies that I'm a part of, they actually get like good information as well. Because right. that's my job, Keenan Milton. Um, like a lot of people I've been on the road with as a young kid just really gave me the right 
right information and and I took it like all right I'm not gonna be this wild ass like hood nigga I'm gonna actually be smart and see how far this can take me and my mom out the hood right and this shit worked like there, I ain't even hold you there's a clip in one of these YouTube uh, profile pieces that's kind of older uh, that I was watching about you where you're talking about how you felt like your career was just fucked and then you just like were at this manual pad and you you just we're like, mm-hmm. this is it. Like, this is how I'm going to fucking save my career right now. And then it was just actual grind of like really just yeah. working your ass off. Mm-hmm. And like that to me is like super motivational because anytime I ever, you know, feel like shit isn't necessarily going the right way business wise or whatever, it's just always such a good feeling to be able to just really like physically just grind your ass off to the absolute brink of your abilities and to know that that was the thing that actually allowed you to prosper because people saw how much work you were putting in. I mean, <clears throat> man, through my life, I ain't even gonna front, yo. Like, I was just telling my mom this the other day. Like, it's those points right there in life where you like, fuck it, I gotta like give up. Is is right at that point is when you gotta go harder. Mm. Straight up, it's hard as fuck to do, but right at that point when you wanna just say, fuck it, I give up, I can't do it no more. You gotta, you, you gotta do it. You, you gotta, gotta, you gotta yeah. You gotta, you gotta do it. And if those who know what I'm talking about, they know, they know what I'm talking about. Mm. You feel me? And that's just what it is because you can do 75 percent of the work and give up, and then the next nigga come along and do 25 percent of the work and get all the glory. Mm. You feel me? And I didn't been in that situation plenty of times, but I mean, it is what it is. It just, it's life, yo. Right. You know what I mean? Things come around. You know, you see it, you peep it. You know what I'm saying? Stay true to who you is, for real, for real. And, you know, if you that authentic, you know, you'll get what you deserve. You feel me? You just got to do it the right way. Right. No no shortcuts, you know, no cheat codes. Just You just got to put it in. Mm-hmm. And you will get what you deserve. You feel me? Yeah. That's a crazy feeling just knowing that there's that connection between the work put in and what you can get out of it. And that that could be the thing that saves you when it comes down to it and when your back's really up against the wall. That is what's going to save you. Mm. That and, and failure. Yeah. And being willing <laughs> to fail over and over. Nobody wants to fail. I mean, I ain't going to front. It's, it's, that shit is thrown around so, like, loosely on memes and shit like that where niggas ain't really trying to fail like that. Right. You feel me? Everybody want to be a winner. But, like, you know, it's your test. You feel me? That test is 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 can you get hit? And get knocked down and can you get up yeah hit this motherfucker back harder skating is like the definitive thing where you just have to fail really quickly and briefly but then you just get up and keep going like you, you're gonna have to fail hundreds of times yeah, to get fail, most yeah. tricks you know the best thing about skateboarding is failures because mm. it teaches you yeah. that mentality that you to need to be going. successful yeah. in life it's like how bad you want it because because skateboard actually give you some type of drive in life mm. you know because you connect with what you want to do and you get it done. I mm-hmm. can't speak for everybody, but for those that understand how to like how to manifest their own destiny, how to think of a trick mm-hmm. and all night and then go and try it the next day and applying that same type of um formula to life when it comes to uh your work ethics, your mm-hmm. responsibilities, your priorities and things like that. You know what I mean? I like, think almost everybody who starts out skating, riding BMX, et cetera, and then ends up like accomplishing other things in their life is able to look at that. Like for me, a hundred percent, like, mm-hmm. you know, I couldn't do a, a manual and then I stared at the fucking cracks in the, in the yard until I could manual a couple of blocks. And that was like, 
I didn't know what it was like to work hard at something that I didn't know how mm -hmm. to do and learn how to do it and then get good at it. Yeah. Like I literally did mm -hmm. not have anything like that in my whole life. Yeah. And then that, like within that year, I was using that mentality for all kinds of other shit. Oh, there's a girl in school that you like that you don't feel like you're go good for enough it. for. Yeah. You got to just fucking figure shit out it. and yeah. go talk to her. You yeah. suck at school. You got to like actually work hard yeah. if you want to do well in school. Like, it, yeah. and it's crazy because I'm sure there were people telling me that my whole life, and somehow I didn't really kick in until it was something that I chose to do myself. I mean, I was I was laughed at, by, you know, skateboarding and shit and. Um, now I look at it like, damn, I can't even believe I used to get laughed at for rotten escape. <laughs> right? You feel me? Like, how did y'all not know this was dope? Even back well, then. Well, it's just, yeah. <laughs> I mean, so many, so many boundaries been broken. Mm. And I was having a conversation with my man about this earlier. Um, the the hurdles and brick walls that you run into trying to um, get things done. You know what I'm saying? And a lot of hurdles has been have been jumping over a lot of a lot of walls have been broken and there's a lot more that can still happen but for the most part it's like like you you just got to just kind of go for go for what you believe in you know mm -hmm. what i'm saying and 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 for those that believe in really what they want to do and and they get stopped they become like martyrs you feel what i'm saying people that really like die for what they believe in mm -hmm. people that really put their career put their they beliefs on the line and 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 just really just like be that authentic, you know. What I mean, that's that's really not around anymore. You mm -hmm. know, it's so many, it's so much like fluff going on that it's kind of hard to filter out what's really authentic. So, oh yeah, I would just just be me, and that's like the best person I could possibly be. Like, you feel what I'm saying? Whether it's on the skateboard, off the skateboard, being the dad, jumping hurdles, breaking through walls again, like. That's just what I think life is about. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Like if you really get a chance to see the vision of what you want to do and nobody else like sees it, then fuck it, go for it. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? It might be, you know, some challenges, but if you make it, then you get the big piece of the cake. Yeah. And niggas can't get mad at you for walking away with the glory or the big piece of the cake because if you jumped that hurdle or you busted through that wall and it worked, then yeah, you deserve you deserve everything for that, yo. Did you deal with that feeling of like I don't, you know, it has to be kind of a weird feeling when you're the person who comes up out of the scene and it was an amazing scene at that mm -hmm. time. You're the dude who's actually getting the, the you know, the covers and the, and the money and all this kind of stuff. Like, do you feel weird about all your peers at that point? Especially because you're coming from such a, you know, people don't understand what, what Love yeah, Park was like that. at that time. It's like fucking Lord of the Flies or some shit. Just no, it's straight called, it's called, um, savage. Yeah, yeah. You know, you it's know, it's just all these boys. Place. Yeah, yeah. Like, people know, people that people know, they know where I'm from. I just, it is what it is. I don't need to even keep repeating the shit. But I, there's a word in the term for me. Mm. It is. It's called survivor's remorse. Okay. You understand what I'm saying? Mm. I fought through that a lot. A lot of people probably fought through that too when, it, when you come from the crabs in a barrel and get selected to be, you know, different and, and, and learn things. And sometimes you wish your niggas was there with you. Sometimes you around people that, you know, you have to force yourself to relate to, mm. adapt to, you know, and um, the higher you get in these other like realms or whatever, you get to lose touch with, you know, where you came from or people get to tend to like think that you forgot or whatever the case may be. And, you know, Despite all of the like the glitz and the glamour and shit like that, like 
emotionally, a lot of that shit really do hurt because you can't bring everybody with you. Right. And sometimes I miss the days at Love Park. Sometimes I miss hanging out with my niggas that we weren't doing shit, but just doing what we needed to do. You feel me? Right. And I got snatched out of that because I did have a career. I was told, like, even by them to, like, yo, go do your thing. But, you know, it's like, do I want to still be there or do I want to provide for my family, my kids, and things like that. It's like a kind of like a growing up life decision that, that only really hits you after you spent millions of dollars, mm. had long conversations, traveled the world, been back in the hood. Like it's just so much different like parameters of life that you have to, 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 to swallow to actually have a good grip on life to say, okay, well, this is actually what I want to do in my life now. Right. You know, and that's, and that's just, you know, charities, you know, um, reconnecting, you know, just uh, giving back and just being active, being positive, and just showing that, you know, you I do care and I love where I come from and also love what I provide for, for my kids to where I want to go in my life, you know what I'm saying, moving forward and shit. Yeah, I had never heard that uh, survivor's remorse term until like a couple of weeks ago watching a movie about the Holocaust and they were talking about how a lot of the, the Jews coming back to like back to normal life were sort of stuck with that because they mm -hmm. didn't know how to deal with the fact that there had been all this horrible shit that happened, but then they didn't actually get taken out. And there's there's a weird thing for you too, because it's like, yeah, you're talented, probably more talented than almost all the other skaters out there, but what is that talent? Like you're not really like you can go and you can grind and you can force yourself to like really uh, develop your talent as much as possible. But at the end of the day, having that seed of talent in you, there's a part of it that is just random that you just happen to be born better at this skateboard than a lot of the people that you are yeah. around. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night, ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse, carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see, we could not, but she did. And in the end, what will I become? Senwa Saga, Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. And yeah, exactly. And then a lot of people that I was, that I grew up around. Didn't even what, get to having something they could be passionate about, right? But everybody didn't skate. Mm. So... It wasn't like, oh, I just grew up around skateboarders and that was my life. Like, yeah. I grew up around, I grew up in the street, mm. like the whole streets. You feel me? I didn't sell drugs or kill niggas, but I grew up in the street. You feel me? I survived and it was about 10, 15, 20 of us every day just looking for shit to get into, finding shit, doing shit like kids, skateboarding, rapping, um, graffiti, you know, just, just, just living, you know what I mean? And if it really wasn't for my, my upbringing, I ain't even gonna front, like, niggas would be like, yo, why the fuck is you here? Like, you should be you should be skating. Like, yo, you the Jordan of this shit. And I'm sitting on a corner with everybody, like, Jordan of this shit. Like, nigga, please. Like, <laughs> but did you see the future in it? Because nah. when, when I was growing up, I never knew somebody who was sponsored. Mm -hmm. I didn't really understand the concept of being pro. So that was totally I understood to it, me. though. And it really wasn't for, until my man Josh Kalis. But you didn't imagine it could affect you. I never really imagined me making it big mm. just because the amount of like I don't, I don't know it just it just wasn't it just I just wasn't that confident. It in seemed like shit, that though. that happened to people who had it easier, right? Like that for people who maybe their life was a little bit simpler. Well, if, if, and if stuff. you was if you was white and you mm. skated, then it was easier. Mm. But 
it wasn't really about a racial thing. It was more like, I can't convince black people that this is cool. Mm. You dig what I'm saying? Because I dig it the way we dress was kind of corny and whatever the case may be. But then when it comes to like the suburbs, it's like, is you wanted there or not? You right. dig what I'm saying? You got your jocks, you got your cornballs at 7-Eleven, you got your low key like lightweight races. Like it's it's weird. It's a it's a balancing act. You mm. feel me? And some people give up. Some people say fuck it. Some people fight. Some people, whatever. It's just growing up. We all 11, 12 to 16, 18. Like who who didn't make mistakes? Who didn't try things out in their teenage years? Like you can't blame really nobody for for being who they are, right? Right. But emotionally, when it comes to like being snatched out of that and then say, okay, this is how you got to live right now if you want to survive and be this, you know, money-making fucking dude. I'm like, damn, like, fuck. You know what I mean? Yeah. But when I'm, you know, at the crib, I had a crib on 51st, 51st in Florence, and um, I had a conversation with my mom, and I was like, yo, they want me to move to California. And they was like, the shit that I'm getting into now I probably won't have no deal if I don't move because I was, you know, I had money and it was crazy. Like mm. it was, it was dope. But were you starting to realize like I have too much money? I'm starting yeah. to become kind of a target being yeah, around here yeah, like this. Yeah, yeah, mm. yeah. I had a, I had my brought my mom a car, then mm. I brought a car through 20 inch assassins on them, two 15s in the back. Wow. And then my man Josh Kalis gave me a 4.0 platinum Range Rover. Like so, niggas and you wanna, guys were still living where you grew up. Yeah, like <laughs> yo, it <laughs> went crazy. from it was crazy, but it was so many people at the house that it was just it wasn't our block, but it was just something like you know it was our neighborhood or whatever. Yeah, and then you know it really turned up because I had a shoe with DC, mm. and they was like, "Yo, you gonna make a lot of money? Like you need to do something." So that's when Dirty came in and helped me with an accountant. Josh came in and like kind of just helped me understand like, look. You know, you got to make the move. Like, things like that that just was like, I didn't want to, but I see now how it affected me, my life, my future. Right. What I always wanted in life. And then it wouldn't really be no no DGK, like, company if I didn't make that move to the West Coast, too. So a lot of things turn out positive. And then the remorse comes from not being able to um, Take save everybody. Or, save everybody. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, that, that hurts, though. Because yeah. now... It's been like 10, 15 years. You lose touch with a lot of people you're coming up with. It's like, and I got kids too. mm. And you know, it's just, man, I miss my childhood, yo. Yeah, I really because everything's so simple when you're, you know, especially when I when I'm watching these videos, sort of reliving at least the skating part of your childhood. It's just like there must have been nothing cooler than just to have this fucking incredible legendary spot right in the middle of the city and you just got like a fucking world developing there where it wasn't legendary it wasn't yet legendary we running from the cops two three times a day right it was it was coming like once i started making money i used to pull up at love park still run from the cops they're like oh psh, this nigga they just put a ticket on my car <laughs> you dig like wow. it just got so big where it was it was we made it what it is and I appreciate every last moment and second of everything that we did because it got taken away from us. Mm. I, I can't go there. I used to go there. Well, we used to always watch the videos. And then I think in the summer of 2003, I went there at like midnight with my friends. And mm-hmm. we tried to ride and I got taken in about 10 minutes. What, about the cops? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 2003, yeah. 
Yeah, because y'all can't run that fast. You gotta lead a you gotta lead a bike. It's just it's I was probably it's too a stupid trick to run it, though. It's a trick to I run. I was so new that I don't think I knew to yeah. run and that the cop wasn't gonna do anything if yeah. I did run. Yeah. I thought there was gonna be like ambulances flying after me down the yeah, street. Nah, Shit, like man, we gotta get this yeah. guy. <laughs> man, you know it's crazy. I go past there and everything's gone. Mm, everything now. I can't even. It's 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 probably one of the hardest pills to swallow. Really, in my life. Yeah. Do you think mm. that you could ever feel that? Like have that much of a vibe at another spot? And also, do you think nah. that, that 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 could ever exist at a skate plaza? Nah. Because it should. It should be easier because you're not getting kicked out. But well, instead, of some of the allure is gone. on camera right? happened. So I have, I have memories of everything that was never filmed. Okay. And I have friends that passed away. I have childhood memories of just like, yo, love was crazy. Because at that time, in the 90s, it wasn't all of this camera stuff. It mm -hmm. wasn't technology. It was, oh, I need to be home by 8 o'clock. Cause I just got this girl phone number and she might call before eight thirty or Martin coming on or and live like it was just so many different yeah. things to 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 do naturally that even if I wasn't riding a skateboard the way I was the way I was raised I would still miss my childhood. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Philadelphia is a it's a, it's a great city and it just it, the upbringing is just tough love and if you could really understand the vibe of that you could make it anywhere. You know what I mean? And that's why I think that I. You know, I lasted so long because, you know, where I come from is just, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a different place. Right. Yeah. Now, it's crazy to think that at that point in your life, like, you could just be happy spending a huge amount of your time just at, just out skating. And it's like, as life gets more and more complicated, all of a sudden it becomes like, you you want to accomplish so much that you couldn't really imagine yourself being happy just chilling in the city all day every day right are you in that position because that's where i'm at like I, I just i have to get so much shit done in my mind to be satisfied with that day that i can't really just separate like a big ass chunk of my day to go chill and when you're 18 or whatever that's just the name of the game no nah, um you got kids no no yeah there you go yeah <laughs> that's gonna get worse then i'm sure yeah. so i got i got three kids you know what I mean? Two teenagers and a little young one that's just like think he grown. Yeah, okay. And it um it made me switch my life up on like really what's important, keeping it real and hanging with niggas that I think I like like we don't live the same code no more. Like I don't owe you shit because of what we did back in the day type shit. Like we all grown. Right. And when that clicked, it was more like my kids is my little homies. They get all of the information. I went through, through all of this stuff for them. So I explained to them through my trial and errors, my trial and tribulations on like how to handle this stuff because they not surviving. Mm. They don't they don't survive. They they're just kids. Right. You dig? Like my childhood was totally different than my kids. So I don't want them growing up with the same um adversity challenges. Now I don't know the challenges they're gonna get for being who they are now, mm. but they still get my support. But as far as me not giving them the same challenges that that was thrown my way like that's another job on my own mm. you feel me so outside of like my career just me being a human being you know me being the best person i can be as authentic so i can be like the best dad possible to my kids which is you know what i mean not perfect but at the end of the day like that i want that to reflect who i am as a human being not just like some nigga that's jump on a fucking skateboard because he from the hood you know mm. what i'm saying 
because I lived that already. That shit is it's crazy. Like, how do you balance that though? Like in terms of trying to be the best dad possible, but then also trying to stay relevant as a skater and continue to enjoy skating. That shit hard. Because <laughs> I go through my like upbringing and think like, you know, it's normal. But then I look at my kids and be like, damn, you know, he ain't nothing like how I how I grew up. Right. And then I look at DGK, my the skateboard company, and see all of the the dope kids that come from under the brand. You know what I'm saying? My homie Cooley that that helped me like structure it. My partner Troy, like everybody that actually been with the brand DGK for the past like 17 years. Mm-hmm. Like we all came a long way. You dig what I'm saying? So even though it's a reflection of 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 me. I'm still a reflection of everything that that gets done from the business, the skate team, me being a dad, business, like, you know, just having some downtime to chill and just, you know what I mean, just just showing what I learned over the past 20 years and not just, like, flexing, you feel me? Like, it's good to do both, but it's good to balance it out because, you know what I mean, It's you got to have some type of longevity in this shit, so... You, I'm kind of like a reflection of my brand, to be honest with you. What was it having kids though? Like, how excited are they about the skating thing, or is it ever like a challenge for them to? Mm-hmm. Is there like a day where they just decide that they get it and they think it's dope? My youngest son, he skate, and like, he make me skate more because he's so into it, right? Really. My oldest son, he played ball. He the truth, and my daughter, she just like you know artistic and creative. So it, it, I don't know how it works though, because skateboarding ain't just like oh hop on a board. It's like design aspects, it's um, creativity. Right. There's uh, uh, photography, editing, being able to have the eye, being able to communicate, being able to just um, travel. I mean, that, it's a you, lot that come with it, yo. I ain't even going like. I, I really realized that one year when I went to Woodward, and I realized that they had a fucking video and uh, and like photo department now. Like yeah. there were like little kids like marching around with like a video camera backpack, mm-hmm. and I would be thinking, I'm be like, that kid doesn't look like he belongs here. And then I realized, yeah. like, oh, he wants to be a filmer. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. But there are a lot of legit ways that you can interact with this shit besides just being good as fuck on a board or whatever. And and this is why skateboarding is such a blessing mm. right because even though you're a, you're a kid and you like 12 13 maybe 15 you like damn i'm never going to be sponsored but that don't mean you got to give up mm. you could still find ways to contribute to help your homies if they're your homies mm. you know learn how to film learn how to edit learn how to take photos you know you can be the one if you're 16 you got the card navigation some a lot of sponsored kids need moral support because when you do get sponsored the sponsor takes you from your homies and then they place you with the team Mm. so you miss your friends everybody want to go back home it's like it's a lot that come with it so you don't have to just give up because you ain't good at it you can just find your place and help out and be a part of the squad because now skaters got their own squads Mm. and you can't tell anybody they can't do anything with the power of like social media that's what uh, that's the blessing that's gonna be the scary shit for somebody in your position who's interested in building brands and shit is that these kids see adults building brands and then they sort of just like mirror all the techniques that they're doing but they're young and they're raw and they got all this time on their hands and shit and they can end up like basically forming brands that end up looking almost as cool or cooler in some perspective the keyword almost (laughs) almost okay let's go to almost Yeah. yeah only because they they don't have the experience. Right. You know, and I don't 
discourage anybody from st- starting their own shit. Like, hell yeah, do it. Yeah. And then you'll learn what it takes to be a nigga like me. Mm. <laughs> you feel me? Right. Because I was that same dude thinking I could just start my own shit, and I did. And look, it still took 16, 17 years later, and we still, like, not at the, like, point where we think that we can be. Yeah. So it's a, it's it's fun. You know, do it. You know, instead of you want to be working at Taco Bell or some shit. Yeah. You feel me? So that's what I tell my kids. I ain't going front. Is there one kid who plays ball? Like, was he just always more of like a, that type of kid who was just more into like team sports and shit? He just didn't fuck with skating. But <laughs> <laughs> was that I hard for you to accept it all? No, I don't care. No, because what a lot of people don't understand about me is that I love skateboarding and I'm good at it and, and I appreciate my gift from God, which is like God-given talent. Mm. But I, w- I always wanted just to be a dope fly street nigga. Right. You know what I mean? Like that's what I grew up seeing. That's what I, that's what my family was. That's what my friends was. And it just so happened that God picked me to ride a skateboard. And before I let that talent go to waste, I did something with it, mm. you know? So people were like, oh, he liked the, I'm like I'm just like a nigga from Philly that just wanted to be fly and dope for me and my family. Right. To have a good reputation and make some money, travel the world, and just do my thing. That's just the type of nigga I am. But it's gotta feel good doing it, doing the thing that you were passionate about at fifteen. Whereas like, you know, I look at people all the time that just like run businesses or they got shit that they invested in, whatever, and they got money and nice cars and shit. And I think it's dope. But if you have to spend all your time sitting in meetings about some bullshit, you know. I did that too. I mean, I did so much <laughs> that skateboarding was corny for 20 years of my life. Really? 20, 25 years of my life. Corny like you thought other people thought it was corny when you were a kid? Everybody thought skating was corny except for my industry that respected the art and the craft of what we do. Right. Which is cool because we get paid and we do our thing. But off the board, like 15 years ago, 20 years ago, you tell Anybody, whether it's a girl, a, a rapper, somebody popular or famous, like, yeah, I'm a professional skateboarder. They be like, they'll laugh. <laughs> like, it's like a little silent smirk or, like, they don't believe you. But you don't think people understood that by, like, 2000? Like, Tony Hawk 2, jackass-type era was when everybody started to, like, think it was kind of cool. But I guess you're coming no, from a different from world. Hood, yeah. Not from the hood. Like, you know, and I and I appreciate the fight to making it cool. Right. But it was, like, dudes like Pharrell. Mm. Lil Wayne, Justin Bieber, Wiz Khalifa, anybody that actually like, you know, Lupe Fiasco, like Rich the Kid, a lot of a lot of people that was popular enough to hop on a skateboard to give it light for for it to be barbershop talk. Mm. You dig what I'm saying? That's why I give TK all of the credit in the world right. because he made it at a popular point. So much that with him dating the joint uh, Angela Simmons, right? It be it, like skateboarding became like somewhat a barbershop beauty talk. You dig what I'm saying? And where we from? That's like you made it if they talking about you at the barbershop, right? Yeah, that's then, hilarious, bro. But then they're still Wayne, talking about who Muska gave dick to back in the day too. There's like so many people the, yeah, that like, like skaters yeah. just fucking with a famous chick yeah. was like huge yeah, at that time. That's what we do though. Like it's <laughs> it's you know we the we the the grimy dirt balls that they really fuck with. Mm. But it's just because we our lifestyle, or whatever. But I noticed that, like as far as the culture, because um, it wasn't until Wayne really started skating and took it like to the next level, where it became like kind of talk of the barbershop. Mm. Where it's like this nigga Wayne crazy, this nigga riding a motherfucking skateboard. It was like, damn, 
like breaking the mold, like I said earlier, like taking those hurdles or breaking the mold or that breaking that wall down for people to just like see it a certain way. It takes somebody like a Pharrell, like a Wayne, or somebody that just like just say fuck what everybody think. I'm going to do this anyway, and and that's the attitude we all have. Was that mean? a little bit weird for you though? Like you're putting in work for all these years, and then all of a sudden Lil Wayne does an ollie, and then a lot of people just are convinced that you're you're tight now. <laughs> like and it has nothing to do with anything. You're still doing what you're doing. Uh, yeah, I mean, what was that like? Was it that, that, no weird? Wayne, my man? No, that's my yeah, dog. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And no. that's actually what's crazy. It was more like for, it was more like when Pharrell came. Mm -hmm. I, I felt like I felt like a little challenged. Skateboard P. Yeah, skateboard P. <laughs> and and um, I talked me and Pharrell cool. I talked to Pharrell about it, and I had my differences because I was younger. Mm. And what I didn't realize is that we both was actually fighting for the same fight. Mm. You know what I mean? I just didn't clearly understand entertainment mm. at that time and if I if I did I probably would like probably would have did it the same way but I just would have had a better understanding you know what I mean it's funny as fuck to me because Wayne as a skateboarder has has aged well like he clearly is like really committed to it and Facts. still talks about it all the time yeah. he was on the nine club a couple months yeah, ago whatever that's yeah. that amazing when I saw it and I was like, whoa, this might be too much was when I seen Soldier Boy standing on a skateboard rapping and he wasn't even moving. He was just rapping into the camera, standing on the board. I'm like, That's what I'm talking that about. might be too the, much the, right the there. Influence, the influence of somebody that big mm. uh, magnifies like the culture so well. That a nigga like me can't even do nothing about it, but appreciate it. Mm. You feel what I'm saying? But that must have been great for you because it's like, oh, now skateboarding is cool. And you're the dude who actually has been getting paid and has been getting photos in magazines and all yeah. this shit for all these years. Everybody probably has to then look away from Wayne and be like, oh, no. so Stevie's like the really no. valid dude. No. no, you don't feel like that's how it worked out? <laughs> Fuck no. It never works out that way. <laughs> no, it don't work back that It don't work that way for Stevie for some reason. Really? Yeah, it's cool though. I mean, that's interesting. It's it's only because I don't really give a fuck. Mm. Like I, I skate. You know what I mean? I'm a skate rat, skate nerd, and I appreciate everything that everybody does to put the shit in the faces of people that make it cool. I can't I can't do it by myself, and I'm not trying to. Mm. So I give it up for people that really do it the way that they, the way they do. It. And I didn't talk to Wayne about it. We had countless hours about skateboarding and going over tricks and we didn't travel and it's I appreciate everything that he did even for Soldier Boy to stand on the skateboard too even ironic is that it's just any attention that can give to the little kids for inspiration to know that this was a tool that can actually get you out of your circumstances if you're in some difficult circumstances <clears throat> this should have this should have get you out off the hood do you ever think about that like what skateboarding's cultural footprint is right now because like I don't know exactly what, what year did you decide to really start skating or like what made you think it was cool early on like on I TV and in the media well, and shit, like yeah. uh, Police Academy Part Two. Oh really? Remember That's that what movie? got you? You ever seen that movie? I, I'm sure I, I did, but I don't remember you, the skateboarding yeah. part. It was real quick. It really? was like um, they were skating through the mall and they was running from the cops. I thought that was dope. Right. And then um, Gleaming the Cube when you know. A bunch of skaters and the dude went under the truck and uh I thought that was lit too and the kid and then ironically I was downtown with my dad and I seen a whole bunch of skaters 
And I'm like, damn, that's like, right. Like that's real. I thought it was like some movie shit. Yeah. And then I don't know, a few years later, when a few years went past or whatever. I don't know. I don't really have time. But um, my cousin, my cousin Kev, he popped up with a skateboard and the whole block was skating. And I thought that that was like, you know what I mean? The coolest thing until I found out that you can really be like a professional mm. skateboarder and you could travel the world and they pay you money. And it was a wrap from there. Because you were talking about uh, this friend, Sean, right? Your yeah, old, my man, Sean. But yeah. you were talking about how he rode BMX bikes. And you're like, yeah, I was trying to learn cherry pickers and shit. I'm like, man, nobody knows what. Even BMX kids out there do they not know, know what a fucking cherry picker is anymore. Yeah, because um, it was like this little alley we used to like play in, right? Yeah. Handball, um, skateboards, and then bikes. So... My mom brought this dope ass bike with the brakes and um the uh the the, the handlebars that could do three sixty. The gyro on it. Yeah, 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 right. And then um it came with two tapes. Okay. So my man Sean used to let us watch the tapes at his crib and they used to explain on the tapes how to do like the cherry picker and all of that stuff. But mm-hmm. I wound up trading my bike to my man Boo for a skateboard. And then Sean has skateboard videos too, and he could skate and BMX, and he sold crack. It was crazy. Wow. You feel me? It was like straight hood Renaissance shit. Renaissance man. Yeah, he was <laughs> he was the only flyest skateboard nigga that I know with skating in um, guest jeans and and gazelle shades with the with the polo tee, right? Pocket full of crack, but he could he was doing all these tricks, and I'm like, damn, this nigga, like you can be. Like that was my first low key role model on some hood shit. Like, right. you could still be a fly hood nigga and ride a skateboard. It's just that proving it to the world is just it's hard. That's a hard thing. Mm. But yeah, it's a hard thing. Like around that time, like there was so many things that were coming out in the media and shit. Whether it was Jackass or or, or Tony Hawk or whatever that was like putting skateboarding in front of kids' eyes. Do you sometimes worry about or think about like where skateboarding is at in that regard now? Like if you're just some kid, how much skateboarding do you have being shown to you in the media and shit? Because some of that stuff tends to come and go. You know, some of that reality show for a couple of years and it's gone. That's old. Yeah. That's old, bro. That's the old way of exposing it. <clears throat> yeah, because I got I got a 16 year old daughter, 13 year old son. She's on YouTube, I'm assuming. Yeah, it's different. It ain't like how it was back then. It's mm. it's it's they pick who they want to watch. True. Like we we had to be programmed yeah. to be home at eight or be there at nine. Wasn't no recording it back. Wasn't no pausing it. It was, You know, we come from like telephone ringing and things like that, mm-hmm. beepers and shit. So nowadays, if you, if you can just catch up with the kids these days and understand how easily influenced they are, how selective they are, they watch what they want to watch, they get in their little huddles, it's like, how do you get in the minds of the huddles? Mm. You dig what I'm saying? Like, that's the new, like, kind of understanding of 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 new age thinking. It's weird. Mm. It's like, do so this is my thing. Do I teach my kids or do I show my kids a industrial way of growing up and working for somebody? Or do I teach my kids an entrepreneurial way of growing up? And having somebody work for them. How to start a company, that kind That's of thing. That's immediately what I'm on. Like, my son, they know what time it is with me. So you you yeah. tend to go in that direction, but are you encourage them to go to college and do the kind of things that mm-hmm. they might want to do if they're going to just yeah. have a normal career? 
if you want a normal average life, do some normal average shit. I think it's you know dope it's to, cool. to teach them to do both because yeah. it's like, in truth, I'm sure you could agree that a huge percentage of people are not built for the shit that you've been through in terms of business. Yeah, I'm not really worrying about them. Mm. I'm talking about my kids. Right, yeah. So if they want if they want to be average, then they can come work for me, mm. right? Or if they want to learn something that they pick up along the way from high school, then, yeah, go out there and, 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 and figure it out. But the way that I think these kids are rebelling against the school system and things like that now is only because there's no creative outlet in the schools like there are creative outlets on the phone. Mm. In school, you can't be selective on which inspires you to to be great and do great because you're graded on how great they think you are. Right. It's weird. You feel me? But, you know, I didn't graduate high school, yeah. Really? I ran away and hitchhiked from Philly to LA, I to saw San that, Francisco yeah. to be a professional skateboarder. Which is amazing. That, yeah. that actually worked. Because thinking about hitchhiking across the country <laughs> yeah, now, it's like, how the fuck did I that actually I, work? Yeah, it, it worked. Crazy. That's what I'm saying. I got away with shit in the 90s that you couldn't even do now. For real. But I don't, I don't like, put that out there to for kids to, to follow my blueprint. I just kind of make sure, like, I do as much market research as possible through my own kids to see where this future is kind of going. Mm. Because the kids nowadays, they really hold the key to the future. And if you can't relate with them within these little huddles that they're in, then it's going to be hard for you to make any kind of, like, real breakthroughs. I think probably the biggest challenge for skateboarding is, like, how do you make skateboarding look more fun than fucking video games? Because... A kid the style, yeah. Fortnite costs zero dollars. You can play it on any system, any computer, and it's it's like the biggest thing in the fucking world. Fortnite costs money though. But well, if you want to buy some skins and you shit, you have to. <laughs> no, that's what I'm telling you. Like if you, because you don't got kids, you v-bucks. don't know. Like, See, I don't know how important the V bucks like, are. This yeah. how important it is. You ain't cool if you ain't got that shit. Right. Like it, it goes from like how it was back in the day with sneakers, like. If you ain't got the the new Jordans on, you like a cornball, right? Goddamn. If you if you on Fortnite and you got the old corny uh, skin and right. you ain't got no V Bucks, yo, you broke and you you it's crazy. You but, like you can't hang out with us over here. But then how does skateboarding compare to that when it's like you probably got to spend at least like a hundred dollars a month on boards and and well, shit that you need? Well, skateboarding make you physically active and mm. it takes you away from. It takes at least three to five, maybe six hours away from you playing um a non-active sport right then then somebody that's been in the crib for 12 hours playing a non-active sport opposed to somebody that's been six hours being active and six six hours not being active mm. and within the other six hours you got eating you got bathroom like so it's kind of broken down mm. and that's where like the parenting come in where right. if you care about your kids like mental wealth or health um health and well-being, then you would say, all right, well, here go some activities, and after your homework and your chores and all that type of shit is done, or on the weekends, you can get into Fortnite. Mm. That's what that's what kind of me and my son mom do, right? But then when he get on Fortnite, him and his homies, yo, if you're not as cool as them, you can't play with them. <laughs> it's just the rules. It's the rules that that we that we gotta like kind of not reform to, but if we really want to understand how to 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 get into the minds of these huddles of the kids, right? We gotta basically do a little bit more market research. That's where skating come in at because it's cool. You got fashion, right? Music, entertainment. You sell your own videos. You can make your own editing. You can be your own person, and then you put it up, 
and people give you your props, yo. And that's that, what that's what skateboarding is about. That's why it's so important, I think, to just from a young age, like you can't just have a kid only playing video games and only always being on the mm -hmm. phone and mm -hmm. always watching TV and shit. You got to show them the actual reward of hard work. I try. Yeah. But it comes from them knowing like, you know, I don't know. I can't speak for every parent. It's weird. But like I'm saying, skateboarding at a certain age, you like, I want to turn pro or I can't turn pro. I want right. to get sponsored. I want to do this. I want to do that. So your drive for something and life is different. Mm. Skateboarding low key was a father figure to me almost. You know, like it was a religion, like I almost got into anything. And when I got into skateboarding, that was the only thing that I could do for, I felt like I could do for the rest of my life. Like I put my faith right. into this, my, 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 my sweat into learning how to do these tricks. Like my body is built for what I do for so long, mm. you know? So I really kind of don't really know how to do anything else other than to be a human being, travel, communicate, you know what I mean? Be positive. Just be the best person I can be. But when it comes to skating, man, that shit brought all types of beautiful things to my life that not once can I complain about any hardships. Like, there's been way more blessings that I've gotten off of skateboarding than there's been hardships, yo. Mm. Like, way more. You know, mm -hmm. yeah, I mean, it's just crazy because the, the, the last thing I'm going to say about this is that I just worry about it because it's not really a fair fight because a lot of these social media apps and shit, video games, they're literally designed to be as addictive as possible and to keep you coming back for more and more information. And it can be really hard for something that really at the end of the day is just a basic physical object that you have to create your fun with it. Like yeah. a skateboard ain't fun unless you actually learn how to push down the street, <laughs> learn how to ollie off the ground. And that, just to get to the point where you know how to ollie, for a lot of people it's gonna be weeks and weeks of work. Yeah, You sit down and play a video game or you go on Twitter, it's automatically Easy. like here, 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 more and more and more. It's feeding you to make it as addictive as possible. It's hard for like old school shit to necessarily keep up when you got people in laboratories, you got fucking China designing this shit to run your mind. But look, skateboarding about to be in the 2020 Olympics, show. Very important. That's huge. Mm. Like, that's huge. That's, it's, it's a sport that they said was a dangerous sport, first mm. of all. Um, it's a sp It wasn't even classified as a sport. It right. was, it's like a hobby. And then now it's like a five, maybe six billion dollar industry. Mm. It's the fourth most popular sport worldwide. After like soccer or some shit like that, basketball, soccer, football, some shit like that. You know what I mean? That's insane. So, I just feel good contributing to that. You know, the planet Earth, and I know that there's nobody else on this whole planet Earth that shares the same style as me, and I'm grateful for that, yo. You mm -hmm. know what I mean, even if you know, it don't make me as big as I want to be. Like I'm actually really like, I feel great. Definitely you know I mean? that I contribute to something. To this world yeah do you um because like one thing that's crazy that i've seen in the new in the media and shit is just that finally you see actual news organizations writing articles about how skate stoppers are kind of fucked up and it's usually them talking about it because it's like oh they they put this shit here so that homeless people can't sleep on these benches <laughs> yeah. but then it's also like finally these these organizations writing about it like oh isn't it kind of fucked up to like install this shit all over ledges just so the kids can't have fun on it and i'm like I've been thinking that for like 20 fucking years, and now finally this is sort of starting to become like a mainstream opinion. 
Well, that's what I'm saying. Let's see what happens after the 2020 Olympics because exactly. it might be cool for us to skate on a property. I don't know. It's a different I attitude. I, I hope I, I'm, you know what I mean? Ain't too old to be out there really like living back in that right. glory. Like I can't believe this is possible type shit. I mean, the part of the problem though is that a place like Love is like, uh, it yeah, is, gone, it's Adam. so out in the open that it's yeah. like there's mad people in there and shit. So I get them saying you can't be there, but dude, build another version of that on the other part of, you know, down the street, whatever. Just they like to me having basketball courts and shit Let and not having this. skate parks one the, is one of the reasons evil. why Philly didn't help save Love Park is because at that time when we had a black mayor, nobody believed that black kids rode a skateboard. Really? Yeah. Wow. And if if I had a million, if I had a dollar for every time I heard that, I would probably be a billionaire, yeah. Really? Yep. I didn't heard that from corporates. I didn't heard that from agencies. I didn't heard that from like just entrepreneurs, just people that I'm like, nah, we skate. They genuinely don't believe they that they genuinely believe are that marketing black kids to them. that they just genuinely believe mm -hmm. that black kids don't ride a skateboard. Wow. And I'm like, damn. You're really out of touch. And who am I to tell them that they out of touch? I'm just little old Stevie sitting up here with this big-ass skateboard flag. Like, yo, we right. really do this. And they like, nah, I don't think so. Yeah. So it's not really in my power. But if if somebody that was huge was like, yeah, you know, black people skate, then it'd probably be a little bit different. Mm -hmm. And that's why, I, like, I give people their props like Wayne, um, Pharrell, Rich the Kid, Lupe. You know what I mean? Like, the door keep getting pushed until somebody believes that there's a there's a fighting chance that these black kids that come from the same circumstances that we all do they fuck with skating and they damn near the best in the world yeah. it's just there's nobody there helping them you know mm -hmm. what i mean it's just exploiting them or you know just hoping hopefully they could get it done and understand the tools that they have because everybody can't skate for dgk mm. and it goes back to like me basically not being able to save everybody. You know what I mean? So I just hope that one day that shit is just be commercialized for 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 urban. It would be nice. It's not just black. It's just people right. don't believe that urban kids ride a skateboard. Every hood should have a dope-ass skateboard. Man, every project should. I mean, I, I go to so many hoods and see so many abandoned basketball courts, so mm. many abandoned tennis courts. Like, who the fuck play tennis? No disrespect to Serena and Venice and everybody. That's but you already got thing. the tennis court. Give us some ledges. But, like, we have a program at DGK called Save by Skateboarding, right? So we do go to underprivileged neighborhoods that, and some of them do have skate parks. Right. And we go there and we give out skateboards in the hood. We might do, you know, a giveaway, um, uh, a DJ, a best trick depending on the kids that's really in the hood. But we really go inside like crazy neighborhoods and, and fuck with the with the community on some skate shit, yo. Me right. and my man Cooley, the the skate team, DGK saved by skateboarding, like we didn't been in like the 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 hoods in Brazil, the hoods in LA, we in my hood in Philly, the hoods in DC, Atlanta, like we really like do it. The hoods in Chicago and we can't do it all, but mm -hmm. we do still contribute because it wasn't just me that did this fight. It's like it's a whole squad of us. And I just a good represent representative of the fight, of the culture. But for the most part, like it's so many of us that really just 
beating down the door that we just try to do it the best way we can mm. with some integrity and shit. You know what I mean? Definitely. Yeah. It ain't no antics and shit involved. That's why you ain't never really see me on those type of shows or like, I'm not really into that. Like I'm really just on some, some street shit. And if niggas can respect it, they do. If not, niggas, we keep it pushing. Well, you ever think about that? How you being in like a more respectful, respectable, chill family type of period in your life, you're happy. Your your state of mind is great, but it's like you doing some foolish shit. If you had a bad night out drinking and you yelled at somebody and somebody got it on their iPhone, that that would get you way more attention in the media and shit than the fact that you're living this super positive life that you're really happy with. Yeah, I don't that that, that I don't do that. It's not no. tempting. <laughs> no, I mean because it's, it ain't really no point. Yeah, you feel me? I come from a place an era where like. It don't like numbers don't really like it ain't really about numbers for me. I I like my followers and my fans. Don't get me wrong, but I did all of this shit before there was likes and comments, and before mm-hmm. I get caught up in what I really think people think of me. I just know what I did for the culture and how 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 solid I stand for what I believe in. If niggas don't want to fuck with me on that, that's cool. You know what I'm saying? I'm not the whistleblower, mm. but if you you know ask me some questions, you might get an honest answer, whether you like it or not. And I'm not really with the fraud shit. I'm not with the antics or the or the, all of that shit. I'm just I'm just Stevie, my nigga. And mm. either you fuck with me or you don't. I mean you, you know ad- what I mean you adapted well towards getting to this point in your life from where you were at, which is kinda yeah. like the really fascinating thing to observe about you is just like how, how you've had this transformation and managed to That shit was hard. <laughs> yeah, right. It's hard making that transformation. Like I I talk to my mom about it a lot because she like a major backbone to me. And she gave me these words when I was like, I got in trouble at like 12 or some shit. I forget what I did. But she was like, look, nigga, it's only two rules to life. And if you don't follow these two rules, you're going to fuck up. I'm like, all right, whatever. What is it? And I'm going to tell you, like I tell everybody, okay. the two rules to life is never sweat the small stuff and everything is small. You feel me? Mm-hmm. So my mom, she helps me with a lot of strength and challenges and breakthroughs. So does my family, my friends. And those are the ones that I could rely on when shit get like heavy decision making wise. Cause sometimes I want to do it for me. Sometimes I need to do it for the culture. I got to share myself, whatever the case may be. But I try to just do it for the right thing. Just in case a good moment comes, a nigga want to be prepared. You mm-hmm. feel me? Like mentally, physically, you know, spiritually, and then also like charitable too, because you know my run could be over, but that don't mean that I can't help another million motherfuckers get busy. And we talking about around the world. Like I travel the world doing this, so mm. it's fun. You know what I mean? It's like damn, we can go to other countries, different neighborhoods, and see and get the respect and the love. Then that shit is 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 better than getting some numbers on Instagram, my nigga. <laughs> like, mm. You got to really feel this shit. You got to see what we be doing. So, you know, like, it's really kids that don't have shit that be like, damn, can I get a skateboard? And then they out there skating and they giving it they all and they going home and they don't even have shit. Mm. It's like, that definitely was me. Yeah. But nobody came to my motherfucking neighborhood. Everybody told me like, nigga, what the fuck you doing with that skateboard? Yeah. Like, you ain't doing shit with that nigga. Here, here go a pack. Or like, nigga, you should be playing basketball. Nigga, why you ain't rapping? Mm. It's like, no, nah, I'm actually good at this shit. 
And he's like, the fuck you mean you good at riding a fucking toy? Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> but, the, but it's it's popping though. But it kind of occurs to me that as hard as it might have been for you, because there wasn't really like a system of support or whatever to to enable you to be like to really try to prosper with the skateboarding that to a young kid now it is still fucking hard. It's easier probably than it was for you because there's more of an understanding of how you might make a career out of this. Yeah. But it still is like, if you're just a kid with talent, I mean, it's still, no, listen, it's a roll of the dice. It's, it's a look. Mm. You can have the skateboard look. Right. And get the girls now. Now for sure, you know. Yeah, Shout for out sure. Shout out yeah. Yeah, She kind of helped with that. Listen. <laughs> and then rest in peace, my man Dylan Reader, him too, mm. you know. He was so hot that he made all the other skaters hot. Pause. He made some ugly niggas hot. <laughs> ugly motherfuckers walked away with fine ass girls. I mean, it goes back to Christian Hasoy and mm. Tony Alva and just being rock stars and um, just carefree lifestyle, whatever. But the culture has shifted so well in our favor that only thing you can do is just have fun with it. Mm. You know what I mean? I, I don't need to sit in crazy like board meetings like I used to. To explain to corporate motherfuckers like that, skateboarding in inner cities is is a necessity mm. for for growth and for creativity. But you looking at me like, if you don't go skate, I'm like, damn. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, I get paid. I got paid a lot of money to do my thing, and I'm very appreciative. So right, it's like, what do I do? Do I, you know, it's a quote that I heard from a movie. I forget who said. It. I think it come from Denzel or something like that. But it's like, you gotta, you gotta play. No, it's not Denzel. I don't know who the fuck it was. But you gotta play the game to change the game. Mm. You do what I'm saying? You gotta do the work, then you can do what the fuck you wanna do. That's right. And I spent 20 years doing my job. You do what I'm saying? For DGK, for a bunch of other brands that, you know, made my career uh, popular worldwide. Um, shit, I'm happy. You feel me? Now I can actually do things that I want to do that I know that can help the culture in ways that everybody can benefit, not just, you know, me and shit. So that's kind of like what I've been working on and shit. You know what I mean? That's where the the Save by Skateboarding come in at. That's where me skating and me just having a good time and then expressing, you know, just joy for real, for real. Like, Mm. why not? Shit. Just being able to focus on the shit that actually makes you happy is a gift. Yeah, like I did my job. I didn't skate for the bunch, the best companies in the world. You feel me? I didn't travel the world about three, four times. I got friends all over the world. Mm. Um, three great kids, two great moms, a great mom, a dad. I like. I can't really. I don't have two. I don't anything to complain about, dog. That's real. You know what I'm saying? All that positive stuff aside, for just a moment, what made you want to call out Wrecking Ball? Oh man. <laughs> We couldn't do the whole interview without getting some bullshit. What can I say? I'm gonna say this. I this is this is my thing about this whole situation. I didn't heard and seen him bully so many like dope positive dudes. Yeah. Mm. You dig know what I'm saying? Like skaters that just try their hardest to please their fans. Good friends of mine, young bucks of mine in the game, and. You know, his name came up a few times from a few good friends. I can't even front. And I'm like, damn, like, this nigga's such a fucking bully. Like, so I put up a, a picture of me, like, working out. Something I did, and he commented. And I just sent him a DM, like, look, bro, 
Like, I'm not even with the shit. Let's not even play those games. And he took it and ran with it. Mm. Uh, you know what I mean? Like, he took it and ran with it. And it's all entertainment. You feel a lot me? of people would be kind of scared to respond to him because they wouldn't want to become his person that he's talking about that week. Uh, well, you know, it's just a week. Mm. <laughs> I don't give a fuck about a week. You know, right. you know what I did in that week, Doug? Right. Mean, I don't really know what to say. I, all I know is that he um, he's popular, but when it comes to people like that, I didn't mind using my platform. I didn't mind being exposed or whatever the case may be by his likings. I actually got more fans off of it, which is dope. So shout out to all of the new fans, whatever. Mm. Um, I got some new haters, too, that popped up, which was pretty cool. It actually put me in a position where I'm like, damn, I'm an underdog now. Mm. It's pretty cool. But do you think that his shit is funny from time to time? Like, there's definitely videos I've seen of just people yeah. doing tricks, sketchy or whatever, that I'm just sitting yeah. there dying laughing yeah. at. Yeah. I was watching it the other day with my homie, and uh, he was like, hey, this dude's pretty tight. I'm like, yeah. Skateboard school. I mean, right. I don't really care. That's the weird thing about him is I've never seen somebody who's pretty good at skating, but also like juiced up huge. Oh, and then is also pretty funny on the internet. Like that's a weird combination. It's 2020, bro. <laughs> you could you could kind of do whatever you want to do. Anything's possible. And if any if it works, it works. It just I didn't mind using my platform to expose somebody that I thought was like a being a bully. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And if and with all of the stuff that's going on now with kids acting crazy, kids shooting up schools, just being misdirected, I was I would be like, damn, bro, you can't use your fucking platform for anything like positive, if, especially if you're trying to be a pro skater. Like, mm. like that's just kind of how I look at it. And that's what I was hitting them with mm. on the DM. Like, yo, you don't think like you should be a little bit more influential if you got all of these kids following you because you leading all these niggas into like a a, um, a brick wall if they think that they could do what you do to get put on because mm. you're not put on. But you want to know something I really noticed about that kind of shit is because there's been like similar accounts to his in BMX as well is that once people get to the point where they don't think that they're going to have a career in the yeah, industry or as yeah. a pro or whatever – they get kind of salty about the industry and they want to make fun of the industry. Yeah, so it's like they're the, yeah. like places form online where people yeah, will basically just yeah. have that kind of humor yeah. because, yeah. you know, the truth is, is that the media, if there's some pro skater who's super goofy, the media yeah. are probably going to be the last ones to point it out because they're probably well, getting no, advertising money. Has a, um, he, this is funny. He, has a, he had an article in this town. Really? In this town basically, basically said like you and your homie went – to California to try to make it, and your homie made it, and you didn't make it. Really? And now you back home. You know what I mean? I so, didn't see that. So article. I understand. That's like, all right, I get it. You know what I mean? Like, I get it. You know what I mean? And I can't even front. Only thing I can really do is 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 tell them thank you for real, for real, because I was bored. Mm. I was, you know what I mean? You had time that day. I actually had time, like for like <laughs> four weeks, because I did this like six week boot camp workout so i'm up eight in the morning oh I'm really making oatmeal and shit like on instagram and i found a new friend how many hours a day were you working out i don't know, like an hour two. Oh, okay yeah, it's just like just really fast shit committed diet committed and all that diet shit, mm. shit like that but at that point two months ago it was like what the fuck am i doing talking to this dude and then mm. the results of it now because like i ain't really i don't really take it that serious I can actually be like, damn, thank you, bro, because I got, like, super psyched off of skating again. 
um, probably like 3,000 extra of his fans, people seeing what I want to do. But to be honest with you, like, I, you know, I ain't really tripping, though. Mm. You know what I mean? I wish him the best because I'm already put on. Right. Like, niggas want to get put on. I just want to let niggas know that's not how you get put on. That's got to be a good feeling, though, because a lot of people, like, if you're a sponsored pro, your spot is not solidified. Your spot could be ripped away from you in yeah, any given yeah. minute. Especially <laughs> with a nigga like Wrecking Ball. Like, he start <laughs> pointing out things and, like, you oh. know what I mean? It's like, but then, you know, this is 2020, so if you're going to be a pro these days, because it wasn't like that back then, but mm-hmm. if you're going to be a pro these days, then obviously you have to worry about dudes like him. You know, if you're LeBron James and you're playing somewhere, you got to worry about the heckling fans. Mm. You know, it's a part of the professional job. Now, are you going to go and smack the shit out of the fan? You can't. They're going to, you know, sue you first, and mm. then they're going to kick you out the league. Same rules apply with us. Ain't like somebody going to pull up the wrecking ball's house and beat him up. It's just like, look, bro, it's just entertainment, bro. Mm. I, don't, I ain't looking at it like anything other than that, for real, for real. I feel that. Yeah. So in terms of like what your attention is split between right now in terms of brands, family, everything, like where what what are your priorities right now? What are all the, the projects you got on the table? DGK all day, first, first and foremost. Um I've been skating a lot, so I'm I'm thinking about actually releasing something. You know what I mean? I've I got some good legs. That boot camp really like helped me out a lot. The, the working di- the out will really did. help you with yeah. everything else in life, yeah. right? L- losing the body fat too mm. was pretty dope, and just getting into like a healthy mood. I got lower back yeah. pain. I lost like thirty pounds. I don't know what the fuck it is, but my lower back pain just as I lose the weight, it just goes away. And that's what I'm to tell you. My new thing is really like CBD. Mm. I've been into that, and um, I have a product that I'm about to release. Really? In like three weeks, so I can't really mention the name until the trademarks is done. Oh, okay. But um, it's a dope product from uh, from the CBD line. CBD wax? Nope. No? The, ledge, the ledges don't benefit from it? That would be sick, though. <laughs> CBD wax. It oh, just popped shit. in my head. Like, what? that's got to happen, right? Hey, that's lit, though. <laughs> that's lit. No, um, let me see. And then not just being a dad, just being positive. I'm all, it's always DGK, for mm. sure. We come up with things to try to make, make it work for the culture. Skateboarding, mixing it, bridging the gap. The charity stuff, we always doing that. Um, giving away boards and like I said, just being the best best dad I could possibly be when I when I have the time other than if I'm busy. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Working and shit. You think it's Atlanta for for the time being? Atlanta? You're not gonna give up on that at, at nah, some point, I you love don't Atlanta. think? You're, you're committed to it. Committed. Shout out to Atlanta. No, Atlanta Everybody. is amazing, that's a fact. So Atlanta helped me out with a lot of my life when 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 I didn't think that black people or urban people really fuck with skating, mm. I was like, fuck it, I'm moving to Atlanta. You feel me? Atlanta fucks with black people doing anything. Man, you could be the <laughs> best hopscotch player out this yeah. motherfucker. Like, I have a friend of mine who told crazy, me that. He's like, he's like, man, like, he's like, yeah. I'm about to move to Atlanta and just start a car wash because it'll just be like a black-owned car wash, and I know people are going to fuck with it. <laughs> man, man, hey, I love Atlanta. That's y'all. a beautiful thing right I there. I love yeah. Atlanta. I love Los Angeles, too. I love my city, Philadelphia. You dig what I'm saying? But for the most part, like, just being, just, just, I learned over the years, just, just being, just being solid and, and being, having some integrity with what I try to do and what I stand for. And, um, just relax. Mm. That's what I'm on. I'll be relaxed. The quality of life. Smoking weed, 
watching LeBron and AD kick some ass and shit like that. Sixers. I be chilling. I, I try to do everything that I didn't have time to do when I had a career. Mm. So now I just be kind of like just taking my time. I'm not in a rush for shit. I ain't rushing for nobody. I'm more like just being available when my kids need me or when my job calls so I can make some bread. Mm. You know, but, but shooting for all of the extra shit I used to do. Yeah. I'm chilling. That's what's up. Yeah. The words of somebody who's uh, accomplished a lot, <laughs> influenced a lot yeah. of people. That's how you. That's what. That's what you would want to get to in life, right? Exactly. Yeah. 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 Being able to just relax. I have know? those kind of conversations with people a lot because it feels like successful people are always like on a scale of you know somebody who just made their first hundred thousand dollars and they're starting to feel like you know you know you you might start to get to a point where you feel like oh I can I can kick back a little bit and then you I, I met that somebody shit, the other honey, yeah that honey gonna go quick <laughs> yeah I know that might not be enough to really feel like <laughs> you could chill but I was talking to somebody the other yeah. day that probably got 10 20 30 million dollars in the bank mm -hmm. and that's always what they're sort of starting to get to is like realizing oh like spending time with my family is important like once yeah. they start to get to that position where they feel comfortable you know yeah and i'm man i balance i'm not even a thousand percent comfortable it's just <clears throat> when i told you like earlier in the interview um that uh that point where you want to give up you gotta you gotta do a little bit more mm. like those are like milestones in my life sometimes because like I'll be wanting to give up, but then like if I give up, like who the fuck is going who who am I gonna give it to? Mm. And I ain't trying to give it up. So I balanced I try to balance out the important time and explain that to my kids too, that you know, you can be involved with me as I'm still trying to work my my my, my thing mm. and you can help me or let me know how I can help you when you start working your thing. Mm. But you gotta have a thing. Definitely. <laughs> you gotta have a thing. And if you don't want a thing, and then, nigga, I'd probably be ordering from you at Taco Bell or some shit. Mm. But for the most part, like, leading by example is what I like to do. And when I do call it quits, it should be, like, a, a relaxed, comfortable, appreciative situation where it's, like, that's where I want to get to in life. So I got to learn it, and that's what I'm That's what I'm practicing. Well said. All right. Stevie Williams, No uh, Jumper. Gee. Appreciate What's you, boy. Been meaning to do Thank this you. for a while. I'm yes, glad we finally yeah, got it yeah, in. Yes, 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 yes. Hell yeah. Stevie Williams, No Jumper, coolest podcast in the world. Check us out on YouTube, SoundCloud, oh, iTunes. Oh. Like, comment, subscribe. No Jumper Cushion Stores, nojumper.com if you want to support. Man, you need to give me a bag of that shit, man. Do we got any? Shit. Shit, we might be out. This thing's jump right in that bag. This shit. <laughs> <laughs> Appreciate you, man. All right, my G.